Welcome. My name is Cody Smith, and this is the Create Yourself Podcast. This is the source for actionable information around fitness, nutrition, business, or just weekly inspiration. I want to take this opportunity to thank you for spending some time with me today and allowing me to pay it forward to you. Podcasts and free resources like this literally changed my life, and I hope it does the same for you. That is why each week I bring you interesting conversations that give you strategies, mindsets, and skill sets that can help you to create yourself. Now sit back and relax, and let's grow together. you guys and welcome back to the show today today's a Q&A we're gonna be jumping into a couple different topics around nutrition I got these questions off of Instagram I posted it on my Instagram story and people went ahead and dropped a few of them in and then I picked just mostly the nutrition ones for the day Then a lot of training podcasts I put up a couple of interviews that I've been on so this one's just going to be a conversation around nutrition. So uh, b- before we jump into the show, as always, I want you to go ahead and take a screenshot on your phone. Go ahead and tag me in it. I am at Coach Cody Smith, and I want you to go ahead and post it on your Instagram story. And the reason why I ask you guys to do that is because ultimately my journey through podcasting has been huge with helping me grow as a person. And my ultimate goal with my show is to make sure that people get the same. You know, it's it's very easy to you know, be riding in your car and listening to information and learning and growing, you know, whether you're a coach or, or you know, a person just looking to, to change your, and optimize your life. It's always good just to be able to ride and listen and gain some information around stuff. So if you can go ahead and take that screenshot on your phone, post on your Instagram story, tag me in it. And I'm going to go ahead and jump into these questions a little bit here. So first question I got was what is the best food to eat for weight loss? And my short answer is none. Right? There's not one specific food per se that is going to help you to lose weight. Ultimately, what really matters with that is going to be your total intake for the day. And then secondary to that can be your macronutrient ratios. And, and you know, they actually, it, there's actually a, tons of studies out there. But one of the, the studies that this reminds me of is that you know, the, essentially the study had people in a metabolic ward, which is like a very highly controlled study. Uh, I guess the word, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, study scenario per se and anyways they they took these people through various diets and and, you know mixed around with the the different macronutrient ratios and stuff and ultimately what they found was that the biggest dictator in helping these people to lose body fat was the calories and then secondary to that was macros and then no variation in macros in comparison to the calorie changes made a difference. And then they took this and they looked at it, you know, and they looked at high and low carb studies. And essentially they had people run through a low carb diet and then a high carb diet. And ultimately the fat loss didn't matter compared to, or didn't matter based off of the type of, or how much calories they were taking in, uh, meaning they were in like a deficit. And then you take it a step further and they had people that, you know, these are weight gain studies. And, you know, no macronutrient composition, no ratio mattered as much as calories. So to answer this question, the answer is going to be no, no specific foods, more so, <clears throat> excuse me, more so how much food you're taking in. And, and you know, we can take a, we can even blend this in a little bit, a little sidebar here and like take a look at like different fad diets, you know, especially right now, like the really popular ones like keto, paleo and Atkins. I mean, I'm sure there's other, you know, lower carb diet type things out there. but 
the thing that all of those diets have in common is they have you eat more protein and more fat, which digests slower, which makes you feel fuller longer. And then, you know, inside of those diets as well, on top of eating more protein and, and fat, I mean, if you think about it, protein is typically, like, you know, less calorie dense because we're gram of protein is four calories. And then, you know, a lot of times they're also going to be more fiber involved with this type of thing because, you know, you're eating more vegetables when you're typically on these diets because, you know, you're trying to get, you know, get food in, but not as many carbohydrates. So you're eating less food, you're eating more fiber, you're getting better digestion, you're feeling fuller longer. I mean, of course, you're going to eat less food, in turn, losing body fat or losing weight from that. And then another, like, you know, cool thing to remember about, or another thing, I don't want to say cool, but another thing to remember about carbs is that, you know, that carbs are actually been linked to, like, the synthesis of serotonin, which is, you know, uh, essentially something that they found that is involved in cravings with people that are extremely overweight. So, you know, the people that are going on these particular fad diets <clears throat> and they're not eating as much carbs, that they're in turn feeling full, more fiber, better digestion. Um, they're not craving as much. These things work well, especially if, you know, for a lot of these people who are getting these great results, a lot of them aren't exercising. So <clears throat> um, at the end of the day, uh, people lose weight because of these, because they're, you know, controlling their binges better. They're feeling full longer. They're eating less calories. That is where the, weight, the, the fat loss is coming from. So remember, um, no specific foods that you can eat for weight loss as much uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Your no specific food is going to help you to lose body fat as much as how much food you're eating. All right. Next question was, is too much protein bad? In short, that answer is going to be no. And, and, and I think the reason why people think that eating too much protein is bad is because there were these things, there was these, a period of time where they were saying that too much protein helps or uh, causes bone loss and kidney damage. and the reason why that that whole bone loss, you know, conversation came to be is because, you know, they were they were taking, you know, essentially like more protein in diets were being linked to like finding more calcium in people's urine in these different studies. And, and you know, the whole thought process is like when you eat protein, your body was thought to like pull calcium found in your bones um, to buffer like the acid caused by the protein ingestion. And, and you know, they linked that and they started to essentially say that eating more protein causes bone loss was like their, their conclusion. But when, you know, when they went back and, and really took a look at these studies and, you know, more researchers did this, <clears throat> they found that the uh, type of protein that they were using as their, like, their product in these tests were dairy. Well, obviously, if dairy is your protein source, what does dairy have more in it? calcium, right? So if you're taking in more calcium in these studies, of course, you're going to be getting more calcium out. So all, a lot of the newer studies that have kind of gone back and, and taken a look at some of these previous conclusions have essentially found that um, there's not like a, there's more positive benefits um, towards like protein being a good thing and essentially no negatives. It's either neutral or positive. So in my opinion, I just think you're good to go. It, on the bone loss conversation. And then you look at the kidney damage thing. Um, they were basically uh, trying to paint this picture that eating too much protein will stress out your kidneys. And they, they just completely debunked this later. So at the end of the day, I think unless you've got some sort of pre-existing condition and you've got some sort of 
issue going on already eating the amount of protein that you need and i typically subscribe people to you know or prescribe people to do like 0.8 to i've even used as much as 1.5 for people it you know unless you've got some sort of pre-existing injury or you've got some sort of gut issue to where your your body isn't digesting and and taking this these protein this protein uh, amino acids in it, it's likely that you're going to be just fine all right, so next thing we're going to talk about is organic food versus non-organic food. And this is a pet peeve of mine because oftentimes, and you can kind of get tricked a little bit. Like if you go to, you know, some of these higher-end uh, grocery stores and their their main call to fame is like all their food is natural and all their food is organic and, and you know, this, that, and the other. And And most people think organic is better. And this comes from the thought of like, you know, organic is natural and non-organic is synthetic. And, you know, there, there's there's so few studies that have actually gone at this. And, and you know, if, if I'm being honest, they can't necessarily link organic foods. And, you know, we're talking about plants or animals. They Like, they can't link organic food to better health, like, without any sort of, like, without it with there's no clear path to painting that picture yet they just haven't been able to, to to prove it and and it doesn't mean that organic food isn't you know healthy for you it's just too complex like it's you know you're essentially like trading one issue for another you know there there's a study literally last year that like they tested you know various you know pr- regular protein powders versus organic and essentially like in the organic protein powder they found less bpa but they found double the amount in heavy metals. Like, that's crazy. And then, and then, you know, another misconception is that, you know, no synthetics or, yeah, no th- synthetics are grown or, on, or, or used on um, organic grown crops. And, you know, <laughs> it's crazy because, like, the national list of, like, allowed substances that are allowed on organic foods, um, or there's so many exceptions to that. So like things they're letting through versus things they're not letting through. And then, you know, another misconception on top of that is that, you know, there's no pesticide used on organic uh, products. But yet when they actually go and they looked and they tested these things, is that there's more synthetic pesticide residue on like more synthetic pest or more pesticides residue on organic produce. So, and that's because like natural and organic pesticides, like those things exist, guys, like they use them on, on these grown crops and, you know, (laughs) organic pesticides aren't necessarily good for you or the environment on top of that. So just remember, like at the end of the day, I think if you can afford organic foods, good, that's good and fine. They just can't really prove it quite yet. And and, and I'm not going to sit here and say that you know, one is better than the other. Just understand that it's a very complex conversation and that there, there's just not enough out there to really link it. I mean, obviously you've got one camp that is trying to link it here and you've got the other camp that's not. I just think keep doing your due diligence with your, when it comes to your produce specifically, just wash it off as best you can. Don't just, you know, shove it in your mouth and start eating it. If you wash it off, it's likely that you're going to do the best you can to kind of help out with that kind of stuff. All right, next question. What are your thoughts on detoxes or juice cleanses? So I actually haven't gotten this question in a long time, but I, I think like the reason why people typically want to do a detox or a juice cleanse is like they're looking to quote unquote remove toxins or, you know, they're hoping that it leads to fat loss. And I think it's because like a lot of people are super worried about like 
like modern lifestyle factors like most people got poor nutrition and were deprived were deprived of sleep <clears throat> stress is at an all-time high like just pollutants in our environment are just out of control so the the detoxes are most people are trying to uh, attempt to like clean out toxins and just get rid of unwanted body fat and i think that we got to remember that detoxes for the most part like they're they're bypassing uh, like our body's natural way of detoxifying itself and it, it typically puts us in like this feast or famine like cycle of eating and and out of all the like the detoxes and juice cleanses that i'm seeing most of them are very low in protein right like people aren't getting a good quality protein amount and we know that protein is super important for cell regeneration recoveries in our muscles natural processes in our bodies i mean we know this already so most detoxes and uh, juice cleanses that i've seen are typically going to be just deficient in protein and then they're also very low calorie right like low like you're, you're not going to feel good while you do these things just based off of you're not getting enough nutrition from your diet and then it, they typically will cause like just these crazy blood sugar swings just from the the nature of the <clears throat> types of things that you're consuming or you know doing to get this detoxification detoxification effect and then uh, for a lot of people you'll you'll get a lot of like gi tract and just digestion issues just because you're doing something that's unnatural you're you're like i said you're bypassing your body's ability to clean itself essentially and, and and i think this just goes in line with like a yo-yo overly restrictive eating pattern right and, and and if i think that if we remember that this like a, de a detox and a juice cleanse is not sustainable if we just remember that that is not going to push our longevity and our ability to do this over a long period of time uh, i'm always a big fan of just completely ruling it out i mean we can get much better results if we you know work on our skills and our habits around eating and we give this daily practice i mean you're going to improve your health and your performance and your body composition by taking a nice low sustainable approach and, and that's just going to be far superior to you know anything that's unsustainable like detoxes and cleanses so I, I would say my thoughts on, on detoxes and juice cleanses are to stay away from them. And um, if you can, maybe just go ahead and find yourself a coach, somebody that's going to direct you in the right direction and give you something that's going to be sustainable for the long term. Next question. So please explain the triangle of awareness. So I, this is actually coming from a client of mine. And it's funny because she was talking with another coach and uh, the, the, the coach was asking her, hasn't, you know, hasn't Cody talked to you about the triangle of awareness? And unfortunately, this isn't something that I made up. It's something that I actually got from um, Jason Phillips from IN3 Nutrition. And he's also the, the CEO of uh, NCI, Nutritional Coaching Institute. Really smart dude. Had him on the show um, some, sometimes last year, I forget what episode number it was, but uh, great dude, great conversation. But he came up with this concept called the triangle of awareness. And essentially, if you think of it, the triangle of awareness, it, obviously a triangle has three points, right? And if you think of those three points, one of them being health and longevity, one of them being aesthetics, and one of them being performance. So when it comes to nutrition, I always like to ask my clients, like where they fall on that spectrum, because when you when you head towards one edge of that triangle you actually move away from the you know the other two ends like if you go towards aesthetics you know and you're going hard on you know being 
your nutritional protocols and everything you're doing in your training, if it's gearing you know, really far towards an aesthetic look, then you're actually moving away from health. Like, it, it, like newsflash, it's not super healthy for you to just be you know, ripped out of your mind 24-7. Um, it, obviously you want to be lean, but you know, being completely ripped and super low body fat percentage is just not something that's sustainable, nor is it healthy for you. So when you go towards aesthetics, you're moving away from how you perform and you're moving away from um, health. And then if you go, you know, hard on health, uh, like I was saying about the, you know, being extremely aesthetic, if you go fully on, I'm going to be as healthy and create longevity in my life, you actually move away from performance because when you're performing at a high level, you're actually decreasing your health. And when you're focusing solely on aesthetics, you're decreasing how healthy you are. So, and obviously the same would go for performance. So the triangle of awareness is a way of thinking around like what are your goals in nutrition and your training and knowing that <clears throat> in my opinion the best way if you're just you know if you just want to be you know live a good fruitful life the best place to be is probably going to be somewhere in the center of that triangle um, fully knowing that maybe you might swing towards one corner of that triangle from time to time but just being aware that you know like sometimes I'll get clients that come to me that want to perform at a high level but they also want to have a ripped six pack and then I just have to remind them that that's actually not something that, like those two things do not do not go hand in hand. Like if you're gonna perform at the highest level, then you've gotta be okay with maybe not being as ripped. Not that you can't get you know, ripped and super lean, it's just the, the result, there's, there's gonna be you know, deteriorating results at a certain point. And, then, and obviously that goes the same way all around. So triangle of awareness is a mindset of thinking, you know, each point of the triangle, one of them is being aesthetics, one of them being health and longevity, and the other one being performance, and knowing that when you head towards one of those ends, you actually go away from one of the other ends. All right, last question. Or I'm sorry, this is not the last question, second to last question. My fat loss phase is done, now what? So uh, now we're, what we're talking about at the end of a fat loss phase is, you know, it's an, it's an exit strategy. And so let's go on a little journey here. Uh, like imagine, so imagine you've been dieting for a couple months, right? You, you get to your target body weight and your target body fat percentage, and, you know, only to, to see yourself go back to where you started. Now, <laughs> Like guys, this is reality. This is what happens to a lot of people. They'll go through this crazy fat loss phase and then at the end of their diet, they just kind of call it quits and then you just go back to what they're doing and then they often will go back to gaining weight. And, and like, you know, the person asking this question may be kind of just aware of that. <clears throat> and, and the thing to remember that if you want all that hard work that you did during your fat loss phase to stick and you want, you know, you want this lasting success there, um, we have to transition out of that fat loss phase and then towards, you know, a more of a maintenance phase. So we're going to take you from, you know, a calorie deficit back through a reverse diet period into a maintenance period. And, and reverse dieting is essentially us adding calories slowly to you to essentially get your metabolism back up to where it needs to be so you can enjoy, you know, eating more food uh, w w without having to, you know, gain weight. And, and something that... I always try to tell people is that it's very easy to increase calories but it's very like it's very fast like you can increase your calories very fast but your metabolism reacts slow so we want to remember that as we go through a reverse diet period what I typically will do with clients is I'll, every week 
um, out of, you know, you're at the end of your fat loss phase every week for the next, you know, five, six weeks, maybe more, depending on how deep you were into your diet. We want to increase your calories, you know, via protein or carbohydrate. And, and again, like this is going to be pretty individual. We want to make sure that, you know, wherever you are, just a slow increase of calories anywhere from, you know, I've seen people do as low as 50. I've seen people do as much as 200. We just want to increase our calories slow via, you know, make sure your fats are at, you know, acceptable levels. For most people, you need to be, you know, body weight times 0.35 to 0.5 of uh, per gram. I'm sorry, 0.35 to 0.5 grams of fat per pound of body weight. So do that calculation wherever you are, maybe get yourself to a healthy level of fat just to make sure that you're promoting hormone health, et cetera, et cetera. And then I would just slowly start to increase your carbs or your protein once we have, you know, your protein where it needs to be. So ultimately, we want to just increase your calories slowly. And what I like to do with clients is I will increase their calories very slowly until we get to that top end to where I actually see them like, you know, they they maybe even will gain a pound just to let me know that we've reached that top end, that ceiling to what their metabolism can successfully handle as far as energy intake is concerned. Uh, I will walk them there get them there and then we'll just hang out in maintenance and then remembering that i actually think you know post diet your body your body is like super your body's ready to store fat you've been in a essentially uh, for lack of better terms when you're cutting body fat you're in a famine period for a period of time and then if we go and we increase calories too quickly and don't take our due diligence to do the diet after the diet or to have an exit strategy then it's likely you're going to, you know, gain some unwanted body fat back and then you'll be right back in the same way where like, hey, I want to go through a cut period again. So to avoid this, we want to make sure that we take the reverse diet period or your diet after the diet just as serious as we did during the diet. So uh, hopefully that answers that question. After your fat loss phase, you want to go through a reverse diet period and then work your way up nice and slowly back to your maintenance so that you can move and and, and be at a you know an acceptable level of intake and then uh, get back to maybe working on training hard again all right <clears throat> all right so uh, this might be the last question here i'm gonna probably keep this one a little bit shorter today is uh fresh produce more nutritious than non-fresh produce so i think maybe i might answer this in we'll, we'll go three different ways with this you know whether it's fresh produce or uh, I believe frozen or canned. So let's just remember this. Fresh is like anything that um, is harvested and then probably like ripens in uh, transport. So, you know, this could be anything from like, you know, you're picking it up from like a farmer's market or something like that. And then, you know, frozen produce is generally going to be ripened and then like minimal processing and then frozen right away and then obviously this is fruits and veggies and things like that um you may get some inactive enzymes or you know changes in color or anything like that but um ultimately the specific nutrients inside of fresh and frozen are actually very similar the the one that you could say is probably less like not as good is probably going to be canned and you know and a lot of those things and the reason why i say that is because like they just get a little bit more processing you know they they some nutrients are broken down a little bit like nitrates and um almost entirely right and then it, 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 you could even say like a canned vegetable 
the the types of things that happen when you can a vegetable and you process it is going to be similar. Like some foods ex- experience the same thing when they're getting cooked. So I guess there's little difference between fresh and frozen, like nutrient wise. Canned produce gets a little more processing. And, and then remember that like cooking some of these foods are, are, are processing too. So overall, fresh and frozen produce may be more nutritious than canned, but just simply eating enough, you know, fruits and vegetables, um, that I, I just think that's going to be more important than like how they're specifically uh, processed per se. Um, all right, you guys. Well, I believe that is going to be it for the day. I hope you enjoyed this Q&A. As always, if, like if you're listening to the show and you don't follow me on Instagram, go ahead and make sure to, to, to give me a follow. I always like to throw up these Q&A, uh, what are they called? They're the little buttons on my Instagram story just because uh, ultimately, like I said, like I gained so much. I probably talk about this too much, but I gained so much through podcasting. And just like free resources just like this just went so far in my life. So, you know, really, we know that, you know, education is the the ultimate dictator in whether you sustain your results or even just get results. So finding somebody who's knowledgeable and professional and, and is willing to give you time and information for absolutely free is just super valuable. So I, I want to encourage you guys, if it's not me that you're following, go follow somebody. You know, ask them questions, learn, grow, improve your body, improve your body composition, your performance, whatever it is that you want. Go and grow and be better. And uh, that's all I got for you guys this time. And I'll see you on the next one. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the show today. I know that your time is valuable and I appreciate every minute that you spent with me. If you're new to the show, make sure to hit that subscribe button and to give us a rating and review. This is how we grow the show and make it even more impactful to people that listen to it. Also, don't forget to follow me on Instagram where I post daily motivational content, free training, and nutritional information daily. Lastly, if you've been listening to this show for a while and you're thinking about working with me and my team, go ahead and email me at cody at virtuousfit.com and I'll see you on the next episode.